when I was doing research, I was like, why is no one cool talking about this? Like anything I look up, it's some old man in India. And I'm like, he doesn't understand hangover anxiety. He can't help me. Like I was like, I want to teach people this. And then I just slowly started going down the journey and being like, what else can I fix in my life? Welcome to the Big Kid Problems Podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. And you know what? That's okay. So each week, we're going to take a funny yet informative look at a specific struggle or big kid problem, if you will. Then we'll break it down with a rotating cast of comedians, personalities, and experts to actually give us the tools and resources to help us solve our big kid problem of the week. From love and relationships, money, career, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, you gorgeous beings. Guys, I'm feeling all kinds of excited for today's episode. Welcome to the Big K Problems podcast. For those of you new to the show, I'm your host, Sarah Merrill. I'm the writer and 30-something behind the popular Big Kid Problems Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, all about navigating the adult world. Now, my longtime listeners already know this, but when I was really fumbling around in my 20s, and I mean really fumbling, like dumped, broke, and a job that made no fucking sense, podcasts really became the gateway for my self-improvement. Like every day on the subway, I would listen to different podcasts with life advice or spirituality or business development. And slowly but surely, I started finding the tools that helped me improve my life. And that has always been my goal with this podcast. Like, I want to introduce you to some cool stuff. Maybe you've heard of some of it. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you get a tool or an insight that actually leaves an impact. I mean, that is literally my dream scenario for each of these episodes. And today's episode feels like one of those learning opportunities. Today, we're learning about chakras. And I have to be totally honest, like of all the things I've dipped my toe into, this is not one of them. Like I'm coming in totally blind to chakra work. But luckily, we have an excellent guide with us today. Amberly Lyons is the founder and CEO of the Chakra Girl Co. She teaches women all over the world how to align their chakras, increase their magnetism, and learn to attract the things that they want. I mean, I want to learn how to do those things. She's going to give us a Chakra 101 crash course and also help us tap into our higher selves. And I know some of you may think like energy and crystals and manifestation is all very woo-woo, but Amber is so good at breaking things down and making it all very relatable. So I definitely encourage you to approach this episode with an open mind and you may just learn something that can up-level your life. You guys will hear me in this episode. I mean, I geek out a little bit because I just absolutely love this shit. So take a listen. If you like this episode, make sure to share it with your friends. Screenshot and post it on your Insta story. Maybe tag me and Amber so we can shout you out. I hope you guys enjoy this one. So stay tuned and we will be right back. 
Guys, if the last year in quarantine has taught me anything, it's that comfort is key. That's why I am loving comfortable, washable, and sustainable shoes and bags from Rothy's. Rothy's shoes are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles. So not only are they ultra comfortable, but they're also sustainable. To date, Rothy's has transformed over 75 million bottles into beautiful shoes, handbags, and face masks, which is just an incredible feat if you think about it. Plastics are such a huge problem in our environment. I'm actually working on getting an expert on the pod to talk about it. But in the meantime, any micro decision we can do to lower our footprint is just so, so huge. And what a fun way to do something good for the planet. Like Rothy's have so many cute styles, colors, prints, and patterns. I actually got the Chelsea style in white a few months ago and practically have been living in them. They are such a staple. They go with everything. And I love that they are machine washable, so I can just pop them in the wash to make them look brand new again. Finding the perfect style for you is easy too because Rothy's comes with free shipping and free returns on all eligible items. So go check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash BKP. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash BKP, which is where style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash BKP today. All right, guys, welcome back to the Big Cube Problem Podcast. I am joined now by Amber Lee Lyons. She is the founder and CEO of the Chakra Girl Company. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. I Okay, one of the first things I had to ask you, and I'm embarrassed to admit this because I did live in LA for a year. <laughs> and I feel like that is the hub of like wellness and all of these mystical things. And I don't, I don't think I know what a chakra is. Like, what is a chakra? <laughs> Okay, let me tell you. So I think we can agree like everything is energy, right? We talked a little bit about manifestation and you know the vibration that we're radiating at is usually going to represent the radiation in which our physical reality manifests. So uh, our chakras are just those kind of key energy centers that are both transmitters of energy and receptors. So they're always transmitting and receiving frequency. And each chakra represents different energies, uh, different areas of our lives, different emotions. So it's like a really great tool for us to understand like if something's off in our lives, we'd be like, okay, I know what chakra that is and then do work specifically to fix that energy. So the meaning of the word chakra is spinning wheel. So you want to imagine that there are like these high vibration spinning contraptions that are all need to be spinning together. It's like spinning plates, right? So if one of them goes off, it can just kind of throw everything off filter. So we just want to have like a consistent ritual of working on our frequency. And then that's what keeps us in that high vibe manifestation space. Love it. And so there's like different chakras, right? Throughout the body. How many are there? So, okay. So there's seven main ones, which are like the main ones that I teach, but then there's also more that like extend outside of you, which are like kind of represents like our multidimensionality and kind of like tapping into, for example, like the dream realm or, you know, our highest self, like all of that kind of lives outside of us, but we can kind of channel it all down. Um, and I, I always just always suggest starting with like the physical ones, the ones that are like connected to the body. So do you want me to go through them? 
in a sec. Okay. Uh, we are gonna we are gonna we are gonna go gonna so deep into chakras. Like chakra immersion for you guys. <laughs> yes, I'm curious. Like, what made you get into this line of work? Like, yeah. is this something you've always been interested in? Was it taught to you? Like, how did this how did this happen? And like, where did you start your company from? Just yeah. so people kind of understand like who you are. And so I was like just a total hot mess in my 20s, like dating all the wrong guys, partying, drinking, eating pizza at 4 a.m., like gaining weight, feeling like shit, anxiety, like not taking care of myself. Um, it was fun. I mean, were there fun times? Sure. But it was, it's no way to live, right? It's no relatable. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's not something you want to continue on with. Um, so I, I started doing yoga and I would say yoga is like the gateway drug to spirituality. Like it actually makes you slow down and listen to your thoughts rather than always kind of like racing around to the next thing. Or like, you know, for me, I I always had to be like talking to someone or listening to music or watching TV. Like I could never just be alone with myself. And so when I started doing yoga, I was like, shit, like, wow, there's a lot going on in this mind that I haven't really given any attention to. And I, one day I went to a yoga class and I was late for class and they were like, Oh, there's, you know, you can't go in. It's too late, but there's this meditation class going on. Do you want to do that? And I was like, well, will it make me lose weight? (laughs) And they're like, eventually, eventually it will. And I was like, okay. So I went to that and you know, that again, like without the movement was even harder. And I noticed I'd never like sat still in silence for so long. And I had this like weird lump in my throat and I was like awkwardly like clearing my throat and swallowing like every three seconds and was like, this is not like, I feel like crazy right now. Like I can't be still. And so I asked the teacher after like, what is that? She's like, oh yeah, like probably your throat chakra. And I was like, I have no idea what that means. So I just started deep diving it and I learned about crystals and I, it was like a world that I was like, this is crazy, but I'm willing to try it because, you know, I I don't want things to continue on the way they are. So I literally slept with a throat chakra crystal. It was like Amazonite or aquamarine or something like that on my throat every day for two weeks. And then I did this, I just like YouTube some throat chakra meditation. I listened to it every morning and every night. And then everything changed. Like I was able to go into that meditation class and just be so calm. And I just noticed these major shifts. And I just really quickly realized that not only did I see these physical shifts, like there were other shifts. Like I was like, okay, I feel like I have like a purpose. Like I feel like I'm meant to go out there and share this with people. Like, why don't people know about this? Like, why have my friends never heard about this? And when I was doing research, I was like, why is no one cool talking about this? Like anything I look up, it's some old man in India. And I'm like, he doesn't understand hangover anxiety. He can't help me. Like I was like, I want to teach people this. And then I just slowly started going down the journey and being like, what else can I fix in my life? And just looking at all the things that were going wrong and then creating these like rituals around them where I would clear my own energy. And then I, the first business I started was actually a jewelry business. So crystal and gemstone jewelry. I was in the fashion industry. So I was like, okay, this makes sense. And I had like a hangover bracelet and like a, he broke up with me bracelet. Um, and yeah, just helping, just kind of teaching women about crystals. No one really cared about the jewelry when I launched it, but I was getting so many messages being, how did you clear your chakras to start your business? And I was like, oh, okay. I think I meant to be teaching this. Like, and so I, I kind of like transitioned into just really helping people with 
kind of like the big things that were going on in their lives and helping them, you know, creating like custom ways for them to do their clearing so that they could see this result in their lives. And, and yeah, it just kind of all transitioned into more of like a, a teaching, uh, a teaching rather than like the jewelry, which I think is what I always wanted it to be. Because like I said, when I was going through that journey, I had no one that I felt understood what I was going through to teach about it. So here we are today. Oh my God. I can't think of a better person to be on this podcast teaching us about chakras. Like I love that you're making it relatable to shit that we all experience. Exactly. Are you still making the, those that jewelry? Because I would really like a hangover bracelet. <laughs> I, I don't, but I, I could hook you up. I could hook you up. <laughs> okay. I don't know what chakra that is, but your girl gets the worst hangovers. Okay, I don't know what you happens. Know what? So amethyst is actually, it's called like the sobriety stone. So I literally, if I'm hungover, I'll like put it on my forehead or like put it on my chest and just be like, release, release the hangover. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I'm Amazon priming amethyst crystals after actually this interview. Have, actually. Okay. So I started a YouTube channel like years ago and never go on it. And so I have these like old ass meditations from when I'm like, young and like my face looks like way younger. Um, I have a full on hangover meditation on YouTube. If you just type in chakra girl hangover, like you'll find it. Oh my God. Okay. I'm like, I'm linking that in show notes. Yeah. We're linking that in show notes. That is amazing. We're reviving Um, the YouTube channel guys. Love it. Love it. Here for it. This is so fun. Okay. So I know you mentioned that there's different chakras within the body. I figure like we should do a 101 crash course. Like I'm with the audience here. I don't, I don't know much about any of this. So I would love to just kind of run through, give us, give us the the little spiel. Okay. So our root chakra, it is the kind of like lower spine and it goes like through the legs and, and feet as well. And that is our energy of like feeling grounded. So I always say like with the root chakra, it's like I have to root down to rise up. So it's not about like standing still, but it's about feeling grounded and confident and powerful enough to move forward. So this is always like the best one to start with. Like if people are in a rut or if they just feel like they haven't like had any change in their life, like root chakra, hundred percent. This is also where money fears live. So hmm. our, our fight and flight response and our like survival is in our root chakra. So when we feel like scared or like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills or, you know, any like financial fears coming up, then that's in the root chakra. The sacral chakra is right below the belly button and it is our sexuality. It is our connection to our feminine energy. And it's also our connection to our own worthiness. So if we have had any uh, emotional, sexual trauma, like it gets stuck in the sacral chakra and it turns into guilt and shame. So this from, that was the second chakra. I was like, I need to work on this. I just, I don't know what it was, but I just always felt guilty. Like I always felt like everything was my fault. Um, And I think that's really common for women. Like we just have a low sense of self-worth. So uh, that's sacral chakra. And then once that's activated, like you're really tapped into your feminine energy and your creativity and like your like sex kitten energy, like you're like owning your sexuality. Uh, solar plexus is right below the rib cage. And that is, I call it like your it factor or your je ne sais quoi, like the spark in you that makes people like turn their heads when you walk in the room. And the opposite of that, like when we're not 
when it's not activated, I always refer to like Ross from friends. Like he's like, like a wet blanket (laughs) and just like low vibe, like overwhelmed, always complaining. And uh, just, yeah, like really just stuck in like a victim mentality. Whereas when it's activated, like we're confident, we're taking accountability for where we're at and we know that we can get ourselves out of it. And that's also where like, I don't like the word like willpower or um, discipline, but that's that's where that lives as well. But the way that I see it is like it's self-compassion. Like I love myself so much that I am going to go to the gym, even though I want to like watch your housewives and eat bonbons, you know? So that like self-compassion, like I know I'm better than this kind of feeling. Uh, heart chakra is obviously love, but it's also just balance. So balance between our feminine energy and our masculine energy. So if you're someone who's like always like nose down, working hard and trying to like control things, then often that is actually like a heart chakra imbalance. And then the opposite end of that is like, if you're just kind of sitting around like trying to like meditate your way to success, but not willing to do the work, <laughs> um, then that can be an imbalance as well. And then obviously in relationships, like, are you being controlling or are you being controlled? Are you giving, are you over giving or are you like over receiving, you know, just like looking at the imbalances in our relationships, in our finances, in our career, everything to do with balance is heart chakra. And then throat chakra is our ability to communicate. If you think about it, like the throat is literally the connection between the head and the body. So our ability to communicate uh, our emotions and our thoughts, but also our potential. So our, our purpose and being able to kind of translate everything that we're feeling and then put it out into the world as it relates to our communication, our relationships, you know, talking about our emotions, but then also going out there and putting something into the world. You know, you want to have a podcast, you need to have an open throat chakra. You want to have a business and like share a message with the world. You need to be able to like put yourself out there. And so often like um, perfectionism and anxiety get stuck in the throat chakra. Those are main things that we need to clear. And then also if you're like another kind of indication would be if you are like overly aggressive in your tone or overly timid. And sometimes usually when people have one of those imbalances, they'll have the other one as well. So like maybe with your partner, you're like overly aggressive, but then at work, you're really timid. So just looking at that kind of um, like juxtaposition as well. So then third eye chakra is our intuition. So as women, like our third eye chakra and our crown chakras are naturally quite open. We have, you know, women's intuition and, you know, we're, we can really like connect dots really easily and make sense of things in a very, um, you know, not even a systematic way, like in a very like flowy way. And, uh, in the third eye chakra, like this is where, you know, any like psychic abilities or premonitions or our connection to the dream world, like that can really start to amplify if we clear, if we clear the lower chakras, like the third eye will, will automatically be super clear. Like some people want to skip ahead and be like, okay, I want, so I want to be intuitive and they'll skip ahead to the third eye. But like, if the lower ones are not aligned, then you're not going to have that connection. And then same with crown. So crown chakra, crown of your head is essentially like our connection to source energy and our openness to manifest and being in the flow state. So if you're often bumping up against resistance and, you know, feeling like everything's a struggle, that's often the crown chakra is off. And in order to be open to manifest and to like call things in at rapid speed, 
the crown chakra needs to be open. And in order for the crown chakra to be open, the rest of them need to be open. So there you have it. <laughs> Damn. Oh my gosh. I love this so much already. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's actually an interesting piece that you just mentioned. You were saying like to really kind of start at the bottom and work your way up because like the once you get those in flow, the rest will kind of um, be a little bit easier. Okay. So maybe we start at the bottom and then work our way up into how to um, open up these chakras, how to... Yeah. I- I'm, sure, I'm sure everybody listening probably heard one of these and was like, oh my God that's the one that I need to work on yeah. or whatever it is. So, yeah. And maybe it's all of them and that's okay too. I like, <laughs> They're like, what if they're all blocked? It's like, that's okay. Like once you <laughs> fix one of them, it often like loosens up the other ones a little bit. Um, so with, all, with every chakra, the process for clearing them is actually the same, but the details of the process are going to be a little bit different. So it's, it's all about consistency and like daily ritual, which is like clearing but then also activation. So the clearing is the most important part because I say our chakras are actually like GPS systems that already know how to get us to the the place in life we want to go. They already know how to do that. Like the vision that we have in our head for the way that we want our lives to look, like that's already written in stone. Like we can already have that. We just need to clear all the bullshit out that has held us back from getting it. So once we do the clearing, then you'll start to see that those, those opportunities, those people you know, whatever it is that you want to call in, that starts to happen, you know, a lot more quickly. So, um, I, for, in terms of like a ritual, I'm not saying you need to like sit and meditate for three hours a day. Like that is not my vibe. I'm all about like a quick and dirty <laughs> practice that you can do every day. Cause if, if it's something that is, it's going to, it's something that you dread doing, then you're not going to do it. So something that you can, even if you have like a seven minute version of your ritual, and then you have a 20 minute version of your ritual. And some days, depending on how you feel, you do the 20, some days you do the seven, but yeah. So for your ritual, you want to uh, stick to like mind, body, soul, and energy. And you want to do something from each of those categories. So for the root chakra, for example, something for the mind could be journaling prompts, mantras, or even like reading a book about this topic, something that's going to change your thoughts around money. And even just being mindful of your thoughts, being like, okay, I'm no longer going to say the words, I can't afford it. I'm going to switch my language to that's not a priority right now. Or I'm no longer going to like complain about money or like self-deprecating humor about money. I'm going to just change my thoughts and language about it. And then yeah, mantra, like choosing empowering statements around money. Like every time you use your bank card, like I would always like say, there's more where that came from. There's more where that came from. Mm. Everyone knows that like feeling of like, you've got like a big cart of groceries and you're about to pay and you're like, shit, like, is this going to go through? Like, and you've got, it's like, but then even the moments when you know it's going to go through, like after you put in your pin for some reason, there's this weird anxiety. So like switching that thought and that like automatic pattern into something that's empowering. Ooh, before you move on, because I feel like this is something we have to kind of like talk more about because this is huge. This is huge. This is actually something that I'm personally working on right now because I've noticed I'm like, I I think my self-deprecation that I've used my whole life is kind of holding me back in certain ways. Like, especially when it comes to money, especially when it comes to success, Mm -hmm. I can say and even if I'm kidding, like some negative things or like, oh, that will never happen for me. Yeah. What is your process? Because I I think I've started the process where at least I'm starting to notice when I do it. Like I'd say that's probably like step one as I'll say something and I'll be like, ooh, okay, that was negative. 
Totally. So step one, don't shame yourself when you do it. Cause then that's just going to perpetuate it. Right. So it's like, sometimes it is from a place of like, no, I'm being hilarious right now. And then some of it is coming from a place of, I don't want to get too excited for this. So I'm going to pull myself down because the part of me thinks that I can't have it. And I mm-hmm. don't want it's either. So, okay. So there's a book that I suggest everyone reads. It's nothing to do with chakras, but it's called the big leap by gay Hendricks. And he talks about like our four fundamental fears. Have you read it? No, I'm okay. writing this down though. <laughs> okay. So he talks about our four fundamental fears. So there's fear of failure, fear of being fundamentally flawed, fear of outshining other people and fear of losing ourselves. So I would like identify like what fear is it? Am I afraid to like talk highly of myself? Cause I'm afraid it's going to make people feel bad. You know, that would be fear of outshining. Do I talk badly about myself? Cause I literally like feel like there's something wrong with me, that would be fear of being fundamentally flawed. If you're talking bad about yourself because you are uh, afraid to fail and you're like, oh, it's easier if I pretend I don't really want it or like I pretend that I'll never get it. And that way, if I don't get it, it won't hurt as bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other one, and that's totally where I was at for so long. Um, And then- And like, it still comes up. Here's the thing. You never- fully clear this shit. Like it's every time you go to a new level in life, it's like new levels, new doubles, like it comes back. Right. So, and then you just like, it becomes easier and easier to a, like, just be aware of it. So that's the first step, like be aware of like, why am I saying this? And then the next one, like you said, is being aware in the moment. And then the third thing would be like, okay, switching it. Um, so just be like, okay, even if you caught yourself and you said something like, and then you could be like, no, just kidding. Like, I'm literally going to fucking kill it. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm so pumped to like actually have this thing. Like, it's going to be so awesome, you know? And just like, just that little, it, it's not about never being in a bad vibration. It's just allowing your high vibrations to be louder. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like an important thing too, is like that might not feel normal at first to be like, to notice the thought and then immediately like reach for something that's like a higher thought. Like, I feel like I've, I've tried to do this in the past and I've just, you know, I have, I'll say it or I'll think it and be like, no, I'm totally, you know, I I can't, I can't, that person is going to call me back or like they are going to respond to my email. And sometimes it feels like fake, but I think there is like a little piece underneath that does feel a little bit better. And I think that those are the microscopics microscopic shifts. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like, it doesn't always need to be exactly in the moment. And like, maybe you don't want to say it in the moment, but you're like, oh shit, I caught that. And then that's why daily ritual is so important because it's a moment to yourself to really like, look at it. Like you're creating time and space for you to actually look at it. And then maybe instead of saying, you know, saying it in conversation, which might feel fake or weird, instead you like, do, you know, you, you write some mantras down, you know, like, I'm really excited that, uh, that this phone call is landing for me now. Like, uh, you know, this phone call coming feels so amazing. And like, when you can like get in the vibration of already having it, then that's when it comes. So that's why, you know, the, the kind of like mental piece of the practice is so important because, our words are literally spells. Like that's why they call it spelling. Like the words that we use create our reality. So don't like shame yourself or get mad at yourself. If you like make a mistake, just like in your next ritual, do the opposite, you know, get into that energy of having it. I love that, that uh, spelling analogy. That's so great. And I love, I I like the thing too, you said with the um, ATM, when you check it out and you're like, there's more where that's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I, I met with a, um, 
like a spiritual teacher years ago. And she, she made me write this letter that's in my wallet. It's something that I, whenever I see it in my wallet, I always like make sure to read it. And like, mm-hmm. it, it was something, it's something along the lines of, I am confident in letting money go, knowing that in my, my higher power is my unlimited supply or something like that. Yes, like, it's like, okay, I, I know like there is an unlimited supply of funds where like, this is, this isn't going to stop coming. Yeah, so totally. And the other way that I see it too, is like, because shoppers are transmitters and receivers, if we want to receive more, we have to give more. And that often means like buying things. And this is not from a frivolous way. And we'll talk about this a little bit more in manifestation. If you're spending money as your highest self, like, okay, what would my highest self spend money on this? Then by putting that money out, you're actually opening up to more money coming in. And that doesn't mean like go on a Chanel shopping spree because that's what your highest self would do. But from a place that's like not seeking validation. Um, so so yeah, we can talk more about that when we talk to manifesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, Love so, it. Okay, so that's mine. So the next one is body. So and we don't have to go through all the chakras because like I said, this is um the ritual will be the same. And it's essentially like the whole point of the daily ritual, like I said, is to get yourself into the embodiment of that chakra being open and like doing the clearing of any of the programming that's gone on that has kept that energy the same. So for the body, um, you know, you could do specific yoga poses or stretches or even just like breathing air. And like, if you imagine just like, as you breathe, like the air is filling up your root chakra and your legs and you exhale, it's releasing, or, you know, doing a little lower back stretch and people who have, you know, money issues, you might realize like, oh yeah, I have like lower back issues because it like shows up physically, like the physical manifestation comes from it as well. So just really taking care of your body in that way. Um, there's also like foods that you can eat for each chakra. So the chakras are literally like Roy G. Biv, like the colors of the rainbow. So it's like red is the root chakra, orange is the sacral chakra. So like eating like that color of food, like eating beets is going to be good for... And just like, it's the intention around it, right? So it's like, as I'm eating this, I'm becoming fucking rich. You know what I mean? Like Just like giving the intention around everything. Uh, For the soul, obviously meditation. So you could do root chakra meditation. You can find them anywhere. I have them. Uh, for and then for the energy is things like visual. I think visualizing, I would say, is definitely the most like powerful. But this is where you're literally changing your frequency to match the version of you that you want to become. So you can use crystals to change your frequency. You can use visualization. Obviously, going to like an energy healer or something like that is great too. But I think where people go wrong with that is like they go to this healer, but then they don't do the mind, body, soul stuff. They just go get a clearing and then they go and like do the same shit and say the same shit and like it, nothing changes. So yeah, mind, body, soul, energy, visualizing it is what leads to the embodiment of the frequency that you want to be. And then that's where that, that magnet comes into play and draws in what you want. Oh my gosh. There's so, there's so much. And like, I love that this, this podcast is obviously like a general overview. Like I want to put in like lots of information for people to deep dive into more of this. And I'm like, I'm already, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going so deep into chakras after this. One thing you just mentioned, and I didn't want to breeze over it is, um, when you talked about the visualization of your higher self Mm -hmm. and I, this was such a transformational thing for me a couple years ago when I started picturing my higher self. And I think a lot of times people breeze over that. Mm-hmm. 
what would what is your recommendations like to how how to even figure out what your higher self looks like? Mm-hmm. Because I think some of us will just be like, oh, she's prettier, skinnier, and is rich, and like makes that our visualization. But I feel like there's a lot more to it. Totally, great question. And I feel like with uh, so here's the thing: when some people picture their highest self, they're gonna close their eyes and they're gonna see some like floating goddess. Queen. And some people are just going to like not know what to think and there's no right or wrong, but, and some people, it'll be really easy to, to get into like seeing what that looks like or knowing what they, they want. A lot of people don't even know what they want. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, and I think a really good, really easy practice would be to write a list of yes, the things that you want. Like if you were to see yourself, what would she be wearing? What would, what would her, you know, what would she look like? You know, what kind of hair, what kind of makeup, what kind of outfit, whatever. But then also what does she feel like? You know, what is the energy that she's radiating? What is her facial expression? What are her mannerisms? You know, what is, you know, when she actually, it's not about how you make other people feel, but that's another way you could look at it too. Like, if if you if she were to walk in the room, like how would that make other people feel? Like what is she like projecting? So so writing a list, I mean, is really helpful for some people. Some people are more visual, so maybe like a Pinterest board or something like that, and just getting this like clear image of what that version of you looks like. But I also don't want people to get so hung up on like, oh, this is going to be me in like 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. Like we already are our highest self. Like we already have the ability to to tap into that energy now. Because like, here's the thing. Our brain doesn't know the difference between a visualization and if the thing's actually happening. Our brain not, doesn't know that. So if we were to like, you could close your eyes and you could be like, happy and you could feel what happy feels like. You could be like sad and you could feel what sad feels like. Like we have the ability to like change that emotion and then our emotion changes our frequency. So it's like thoughts lead to feelings, which lead to frequency. And then that's what goes out into the world. So when you're visualizing your highest self, it's it's a lot about how she looks for sure, because that's how our brains make it tangible and our brains mm-hmm. can compute that, but really focusing on the feeling. So this is where like the word, I, I love the word embodiment. So if you were to sit there and picture your highest self, but then if you were to imagine turning into her, so I actually have this meditation that um, I do with my clients where you picture your highest self and you picture your current self, like walking up to her and hugging her. And then there's like this, like, I always say it's like a beauty in the beast esque, like swirl of energy around you. And then you turn into one and like the, the highest self kind of like walks into you. And then during the meditation, you, as you are right now in your seat, in your chair, you're like, okay, now that that energy is inside of me, how does my facial expression change? How does my energy change? How does my posture change? How much lighter do I feel? How much more grounded do I feel? And it's like, we, again, we have the ability to turn that on at any time. And um, yeah, that's, that's about, that's the embodiment piece and the energy piece that's so important because that's the magnetism. That's the energy that, that pulls in what we want. Yes, that is that is the biggest thing, and and I I did like kind of a similar exercise a couple of years ago where I I finally started focusing on what does my higher self feel like? Mm-hmm. What does she feel like? Exactly. How when she walks into a meeting, yeah. like how confident is she? And that oh, that right. is the shit that I feel like is has been really really helpful for mm-hmm. me. So I love that, and I and I want to um 
I would love to try that. Uh, um, the meditation. Was, I would love to try the meditation yeah, yeah, that you yeah, just yeah. suggested. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I love the beauty and the beast metaphor. Yes, <laughs> of course. Um, nineties children. Um, so yeah, I mean, and that's, so that's another thing too. Like when it comes to embodiment, it's like, and when it comes to our highest self, we need to make sure that everything that we're writing down is not from a place of validation. So is it like, oh, she has a Chanel purse because then people are going to... Like when I have a Chanel purse, people are going to like me and think I'm cool and think I'm rich and I'm finally going to be lovable and respectable. And like, you know what I mean? Like it's totally fine to want those things. I have those things. I want those things. Like it fills me up. Like I love nice fucking shit. Like I love it, right? But like when you... It's like you have to look at, okay, there's part of me that wants this to feel validated, but then there's another part of me that like knows my value and I've assigned a high frequency to this Chanel bag. And to me, this means like adornment and like it brings out my goddess energy and allows me to feel um, how I want to feel versus caring how other people are going to perceive you because of it. Yes. Yes. I love that. For me, it's like, it's almost... Because when I picture those things of like me, like in a really nice outfit, I'm like, it's because... I can purchase those things so easily and effortlessly. And that's the thing. It's like, we all want money, but at the end of the day, money is like a stack of paper or like numbers on a screen. It actually doesn't matter. What we actually want is freedom, love, bliss, abundance, purpose. And like those feelings are things that we can turn on at any time. So if you can turn on that feeling, what is, how do I feel free today? Okay. I'm going to go for a walk in the street and like feel how expansive it is. How can I feel bliss today? Oh, I'm going to like cuddle with my dog. How, you know what I mean? It's like, you can, if you can intentionally activate those feelings throughout your day, then you're going to attract more money because money is an amplifier of those things. So Rather than like thinking of, okay, I want, um, you know, you know, I want to make a million dollars. Instead, you're thinking to your, like exactly what you said, like, this is, this represents freedom to me. Like, you know, this purse represents freedom to me, or this represents, um, you know, art and beauty to me, which makes, you know, makes me feel whatever, you know, like just really looking at like the deeper reason behind it, because it's okay to want nice things. Like it's normal. We should like, we should want good for us because we see value in ourselves, but yeah, doing it from a place of wanting the freedom, the love, the bliss, you know, the purpose rather than, oh, people are going to think I'm so cool, you know? hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. I feel like this would be a good segue into talking about manifestation because I'm sure that so many of us, like there's things that we want, um, whether it is like a physical bag or if it's just more money in the bank or a new job or a relationship, so many of us are wanting to attract things to us. And I know you, you've you talked a lot about how like chakras and doing chakra work can actually like free up your magnetism and attract mm-hmm. things to you. So I'd love to hear some thoughts on that. Yeah. And I mean, that's like exactly kind of what we were saying. It's like when you have the clear vessel and like the energy is activated and we're embodying the frequency that we want to embody, then the physical manifestation comes through. So there's like this ancient, um, it's like this ancient text. I don't know, like I'm not a historian by any means, but it's like, it's called actually called the triangle of manifestation. And, uh, at the top it says consciousness. And then one of the corners says time and the other one says space. So in order to manifest the first step is consciousness, thinking of it, 
And like, it has to, in order for something to exist or to come in, it has to have been conceived, right? So consciously conceived in your mind. So first step is the clarity, like really understanding what it is that you want. Um, The time and the space represents, so I would say the time represents the action that you take and moving energy forwards towards that thing. So you can't just like sit there wishing for it. It's what are the actions that I'm willing to take to be able to have this or to be able to be this person or whatever. And then the space is letting, like allowing the space for it to come in. So, and how we talked about the heart chakra earlier, it's, it's like, we think that we have, um, you know, this kind of like block of receiving and that like, Oh, you know, I try so hard, but I'm not receiving, but often it's because we're not giving enough to ourselves. So it's like, we have to think, I think of like the heart chakra because the heart chakra is like such a powerful part of manifesting. And there's kind of three points to that as well. So there's, um, so your heart chakra extends through your right hand and your left hand as well. So through the right hand is the masculine, which is the giving and the taking action. And imagine like the energy just kind of loops around and like touches the universe and all the people it's meant to touch or whatever. And then, and then it comes in through the left hand, which is allowing to receive. So allowing to receive is amplified by our own gratitude and the own self, our own self-love that we give ourselves. So we have to look at, okay, am I giving enough? Am I putting enough effort in, in order to receive this? But then also, am I loving myself, giving myself enough, feeling enough gratitude in order for the receiving to come in? So that's just a little tidbit to think about. Secondly, each chakra plays a role in manifestation. So I don't love like a seven-step manifesting process because at the end of the day, it all comes down to embodiment and the frequency. But we also, our, our linear brains like to look at things in like a sequence, right? So if we look at the root chakra, it's like getting grounded in what we want, getting clarity on what we want. The sacral chakra is feeling the emotion of it and letting ourselves, you know, get into the, get into the emotion of what it would feel like to have it. And then the solar plexus is where the vibration would change. That's that, that's you taking that action and, um, allowing that vibrant energy to be kind of like radiating out. You've got that motivation you've got that willpower and you're going and doing it. And then the heart chakra is where it all starts to balance out. And it's like, okay, I'm giving and I'm open to receive. And then the throat chakra is you really going out and like putting something out into the world and, and, and communicating it. And again, that's where um, speaking it into existence comes into play. And then the third eye chakra is where the guidance, you know, here's exactly how to get this thing. And then the crown chakra is opening up to actually receive it. So it's like all the chakras play a role in manifestation as well. Those are all steps that need to happen in order for a manifestation to come in. But at the end of the day, lesson like the, like underneath all that, it's about embodying the version of you that you want to be. Oh my gosh. There's like so much there and I'm so fascinated. For anybody who might be feeling like overwhelmed by this and they're yeah. like, oh, I can't I can't balance like eight chakras and yeah. like hold down my job while trying to embody like all totally. of this stuff. What's like a good place to start? Like yeah. even just to do like one positive thing that's going to help clear those chakras and make yourself more of a vessel. Yeah. I Okay. So I actually have um, a chakra quiz so it's like, you can like fill out like the quiz and it's like fun. There's like Spice Girls memes. Like it's really fun. Um, <laughs> so it's like quiz.chakragirlco.com and it'll tell you what chakra is 
the most imbalanced. And then it'll give you some tips for that chakra specifically. Um, but I think for like something simple, like everyone could do today, like if you are able to just kind of sit in silence and like breathe into your body, like see if you can get your breath all the way into like your root chakra, see if you can send the energy all the way into like down to your toes and we'll be able to to feel like where it either feels like, okay, I don't feel any energy there. Like I don't like that's not even alive or, or we'll feel maybe like a little pain in our, in our chest or a tightness in our throat or a pain in our stomach or something like that. And then if you can identify what chakra that is, yeah, like buy a crystal or even just simply like breathe into that space. Like if you feel a tightness, be like, okay, I'm going to like spend a few minutes just like breathing energy into that chakra um, and seeing like what, maybe there are some thoughts that come up. Maybe there are some emotions that come up and like not making anything wrong or not making, you know, I would say like our body is our best textbook. You know, you, you can ask yourself, okay, you can even ask the chakra, what's blocking you? What's stuck? What am I feeling right now? And like, see what comes up. You, like I said, we are intuitive beings and we, you know, you, you might be surprised at what comes up and then you'll, that'll kind of direct you towards what work to do next. So cool. So interesting. If there, is there any, cause I feel like I've, I've heard this before, um, when you're breathing into your chakra, is there like, is there something where you can like um, picture light going towards it or something like that? I've also heard of the like tapping your third eye. Yeah, um, I'm just curious if you have any of these little like hacks that yes, we could try. Totally. So, so in the like, so how I mentioned the kind of like mind, body, soul, energy. So the um, another one of like the energy pieces is visualizing that color. So like I said, every chakra has a color. So, uh, and you can just Google it. You just be like color sacral chakra. Like it's, but it's literally the colors of the rainbow starting at the root chakra. So if you're working again, like money, that's such a common one. So if you're working on like the money piece, you can breathe into your root chakra and imagine that there's like a red light. And every time you inhale, the light is getting brighter and brighter, um, you know, to a point where it's filling up your legs, it's filling up your whole body. It's filling up, you know, three meters around you, filling up the room, like just really like amplifying the energy. And then obviously on the exhales, like releasing whatever is blocking you. And you don't have to like identify it. You don't need to be like, oh, what am I releasing? Like, it doesn't matter. Just be like, okay, releasing what I don't need. Um, and then breathing the energy in. So yeah, that's such like a quick and easy thing that people can do. So awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to include that visual too. Cause I think that that visual would be really helpful to see. Um, I can't put it in show notes, but I'll put it in our Facebook group. So anybody yeah. who is interested and wants to see more of that, well, you can Google it or I'll put some stuff in our, our Facebook group around this. Cause I feel like there's so, there's so, there's so much. much, there's so much. And like, I love that you mentioned tapping. Have you done like EFT tapping? What's that? Like you tap on like all these different like meridian points in your body while repeating mantras. Oh, and, no, I have not. <laughs> okay. It is literally game changing. So that's another like energy thing that you can do. If you, so there's, um, a, she's actually a friend of mine. Her name's Gala Darling. And she, if you like follow her on Instagram, she has like a bunch of just like tapping videos. You just follow along and like tap like, different areas of your body and your face. And then you repeat these mantras and it like does a ton of clearing as well. There's also a guy on YouTube named Brad Yates. I call him like the Danny Tanner of spirituality. Like he's just like (laughs) such a dad, but he's got like such like so many videos. Like if you Google tapping for money, tapping for getting in a fight with my mom, tapping, like there's like tapping for everything. Brad Yates does everything. So 
That's so interesting. Yeah, like what? Why? Why does that work? Like, why would tapping help? Yeah, so it works the same way that acupuncture works. So acupuncture works with the meridians. Uh, the meridians are a lot more specific than chakra. There's like thousands of meridians, I think. Um, but the meridians also intersect with our chakras. So if you're, so it's essentially like doing kind of like a needleless acupuncture on yourself. So awesome. I've, I've tried a lot of shit and I have to say I have not tried tapping. So I'm kind of excited to try this. Yeah. Like, I, like if you commit to like, what, like a tapping, like tapping for money, do like a tapping for money every day, do it with your, your fiance, do it every morning. He'll think you're crazy, but just do it. And he already, he already thinks I'm nuts. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah <laughs> my husband thinks I'm crazy too. So, um, so yeah, if you do that, like every morning for like a week, I promise you like crazy shit will happen. Oh my God. So yeah. excited to try this. Yeah. We have covered so many things. God, we kind of covered like all my questions. Like we did, we it's, went it's, through so it's much. It's all connected. Like that's the thing. It's like, it's a, it's a lot because there's a lot of chakras and like, it's, it's about like memorizing them. But at the end of the day, like it's like one, one core concept, like clear that shit out, like clear that shit out. And then once it's cleared, you have the space to embody who you want to be. And then that's how you manifest. There you go. There's the, there's the episode summed up into one sentence. <laughs> I mean, so good. So fun. I loved having you on and I feel like we could go down so many rabbit holes here. There's so much to uncover. So I really want to pimp you out for people who want to find more of you and get more of your content. Tell us where we can find you. Okay. So Instagram is the best place. So at Chakra Girl Co. And website is chakragirlco.com. And the quiz, you might want to take the quiz, quiz quiz.chakragirlco.com. Awesome. I'm going to link that in our show notes too. Because I feel like we all just love a good quiz. I live for it. Yeah. (laughs) So awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on. This was such so much fun. So fun. So fun. All right, guys, that is a wrap on our episode this week. Big shout out to Amber Lee Lyons for being our awesome guest this week. I loved learning about chakras. And if you want to continue the combo, come hang out in the Big Kid Problems Facebook group. I'd love to hear if you guys try tapping and if it works for you. As always, if you guys like this show, please make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Maybe click those five stars. Leave a little review if you can. I love hearing your feedback. And when you review this show or pass it to a friend, it really does help us grow and stay on the air. So thank you. I know there are a ton of podcasts out there. So I really appreciate you tuning in week after week and spending your time with me. Enjoy the rest of the week, guys. And I hope to see you back here next week for a brand new episode. Until then, I will see you next Tuesday.